Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Hello, legends, and welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the podcast that actually talks with the superstars of the game and not about them, and we do it every single episode. This is Spotlight, out every Wednesday night over the off-season, and we're focusing the light this week on South Sydney, New South Wales, and Australian hooker Damien Cook. Following is a collection of short interviews we've done for you. Enjoy. Our feature interview this week, South Sydney, New South Wales and Aussie number nine, Damien Cook. Only a few weeks till pre-season is officially over. It's going to be time to play some footy. You ready to go, mate? Hey, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look, um, yeah, I hope I'm going to be ready to go. I obviously had a bit of a late uh, return to training uh, due to the end of the season. Uh, We've Origin been at the end of the season last year, so... Uh, but look, the, the body feels good, the fitness is uh, is back, uh, the strength is back. But I think at the moment, uh, we've still got a few weeks to go, but the timing in, you know, especially in defence, uh, is a little bit off at the moment. So, but, um, you know, we've got a couple of weeks to go and to get that right. You're a great story about perseverance, and I know you've spoken about it before, but you were at Penrith in the 20s, the Illawarra Cutters in the New South Wales Cup, then St George Illawarra and Canterbury, before moving to Souths and establishing yourself in 2016. What changed with Damien Cook and the way Damien Cook played? Why did it click when you got to South Sydney? Uh, probably opportunity, mate, to be honest. Yeah, I think back-to-back games definitely helps. You see some players come in, they might have one game here and there, yep. and it's very hard to to learn to play in the, you know, with the other teammates of, you know, at NRL level. Uh, look, I feel like I, I took the right steps to where I am today. You know, there's I wasn't ready probably coming straight out of under-20s like some yep. players have been. So, you know, I was lucky... I got a shot at the cutters, um, and down there I got some some really good experience playing against men um, and stuff like that. So that's what I needed to to be able to keep progressing as a player. So I think at the dogs, um, you know, I learned a lot from Mick Ennis there as well as a hooker, and that was really good. And then when Leisha come along, it was a good little challenge. Um, but once I got that taste uh, for NRL, about five games in a row, uh, I probably got that belief that I, I can can play at this level, and I do deserve to be at this level um, if, I, if I want if I want to be and uh, do all the right things because after those five games, I was I was able to play 80 minutes uh, the whole time in the middle uh, and had some really good games as well. So it gave me a lot of confidence to be able to do that. So you got opportunity, but did anything actually change with the way you approached your football or the way you played your football? Yeah, look, I think confidence is a big thing to be able to back yeah. yourself. You know, coming to these sides, uh, you don't want to do anything wrong. You want to do what you're told as well. So... Uh, but look, yeah, you know, I just at the same time I had to back myself and take those yeah. opportunities. Um, so I think 
yeah, after a few games um, here and there for the Dragons and the and the Dogs, um, you know, I didn't think it was really going to take off the NRL career. Uh, it was that, especially that second year at the Dogs, there was no games. Alicia was playing really good footy, yeah. so. Uh, I thought it was just going to, you know, we'll worry about winning this comp in reserve grade and uh, we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, NRL after that. So, you know, I, I really wanted really wanted to um, to play NRL. So I knew next time I got my opportunity, I just had to take it and just really just back myself in whatever I did. And those first four games, I probably just, you know, did, did, did my job and did what was asked of me. Um, probably uh, wasn't able to show my true ability. And then once I got that chance, I was like, I can't, can't miss this opportunity. We played against South that day uh, at ANZ Stadium, and, and I had a really good game. So, uh, and I, I just was. I was just running when I wanted to. I was just. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And yeah. um, it just all. It was just one of those games where it all come together. And and uh, the next five games that the Dogs uh, played some some good footy, and that's where I talk about that confidence. Just um, you know, being able to back yourself at the game. And but at the moment now, it's uh, you know. The more you play, that's when you've got to find the right balance too. Uh, like when I'm at South Sydney now, um, you know, it can't all be uh, taking every opportunity I see if it's play the ball. Sometimes it's going to you know, give it a literal or get Renault on the front foot. So yeah, you've got to share it around. I reckon it's a wonderful story, one of the best stories in the game, the fact that not every superstar is a superstar at 18 years of age. Now, speaking of age, you're 29. What age does a bloke plays best footy, you reckon? Is it a young man's sport or a sport for the experienced smart fella? Um, no, I, I think it's actually uh, when you're a bit older. I yeah. think obviously you might have all the flair when you come on onto the scene, These the young players, and you've got all the energy. Uh, but I think, you know, watching the likes of Cameron Smith, whatever he's doing at the moment, if he's playing or not, <laughs> but Jonathan Thurston, um, you know, they, they just look like they had all the time in the world when they were playing as well. So I think... Um, wouldn't say easier. It probably gets easier between the years, uh, but probably a bit harder on the body. Yeah. Quality squad at South Sydney. Some player turnover. First impressions of Jai Arrow, mate. Hey, Jai's been really good. Um, great to have him down there. He's uh, at South. Uh, you know, I've watched him a fair bit at the Titans, and uh, he's been a big part of that uh, Titans side for a long time now. And uh, he's done a lot of hard work for them as well. Yeah. Um, you know, stats each week were incredible. Just shows he's doing everything. He wants just wants to win games. He's very competitive, so he's going to be really good for us as well. And and uh, help share that workload around or take a lot of pressure off some of the other boys. Uh, you know, like Care Murray in the middle as well. So that's going to be great for us at the moment. He's just sort of looking after his uh, hamstring. He's slowly coming back yeah. to full training. Um, but I'm looking forward to when he's back full training. We can uh, work on some combos because he's got some great leg speed around the middle as well. A couple of old pros included in the squad in Josh Mansour and Benji Marshall. How do a few older heads help around the joint? I guess more so during the week at training. Yeah, so I've really uh, enjoyed Josh being at training too. Just uh, from day one when he got there, um, you know, his professionalism around the club, you know, getting to training early. He's, he's got his own bag of recovery equipment that he takes into the gym. He's doing his prehab for uh, whatever he need, needs to do. Uh, he's rolling and stretching, doing everything right to make sure he's ready to go each day. And uh, what that will do is, uh, you know, the, a lot of the younger boys will see know what Josh Mansell has yeah. done in the game and, and they'll see him doing those things. So hopefully that will catch on and, and they will start to follow him follow him and, and take up those good habits and, uh, you know, lift the standards of the club. So that's what I think he's definitely going to do for us. And uh, also just talking to him, you know, about some of our sessions and, yep. you know, obviously Panthers won all those games last year, missed out, on the, obviously losing the grand final. But 
Uh, they obviously had some great standards to be able to get to where they are and what they achieved last year. So, um, you know, he's, he's definitely pointed out some areas that we can improve as well. Favouritism. You're one of four sides in and around that mark. <laughs> it's nice to be recognised. We love it. But it's a tag not everyone enjoys. Do you care one way or another? Oh, look, I think uh, yeah, we seem to get a lot of support every time we go up against the, the Roosters especially, yes. so uh, that's always good. I think uh, Roosters and Melbourne have been so um, you know, dominant lately and for some reason over here in Australia we love to pull down the you – know, try and pull down those people who are doing well and yep. um, bring them back down to earth. But uh, I think that's where South have always uh, – you know, even though we've got the most premierships and we've, uh, we're probably the underdogs going to some game, I think you know, it's just a very working-class area. So, But I think that's why – um, I think everyone, can, a lot of people can relate to us. I think as well. So I think that's it. I don't don't mind being the favourites, yeah. uh, but you know, we're not when we're not doing well. They they uh, they, they they let us know as well. Quick one: If I had to ask you, who is the favourite? Who would you say? Uh, look, I, I feel like a Pan, Penrith Panthers have got a, a lot of support still. Yeah. I think they uh, run jumped jumped on them last year. Uh, but look, I've, I've noticed it. Uh, a few, yeah, a few people are starting to chuck our name around. Um, you know, obviously, with a few signings that we've had, mm. uh, especially a player like Benji Marshall boosts that up as, as well. So, um, it's it's good and bad, I guess. It yeah. means obviously people believe that we've got the squad, uh, which can put, give a, give us a lot of confidence as well. So we just need to uh, make sure that we we deliver. And, and to be far, to be fair, we're not we're not far off. Uh, we've we've come up against some. You know, teams on a great run in the last three years. You know, mm. we've got one of three prelims and reversal roosters in their first year um, of 18. And then we've got the Raiders on their great run and the Panthers on their great run. So um, hopefully it's South Sydney's turn this year. The other 15 clubs have been doing it all off season. So we know Souths have been doing it too. Trying to figure out advantages in these new rules that were introduced last year. Quicker ruck, quicker game. You come up with anything, boss? Look, not too much. I know there's going to be um, you know, some interesting rules this year. Obviously, the two-point field goal, and everyone sort of looked at that and didn't think about the other rules that slipped through the cracks as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, there's going to be a couple, obviously, kicking over the sideline. You know, that's going to, on last tackle, it's just going to be a play the ball. So it's going to be up to up to the attacking team receiving the ball, how quick they want to play. Mm. So, But they definitely, uh, if you've got some energy, your wingers have got some energy, which they should out there, uh, they, they should be able to grab the ball and um, and get going. So I'm sure there'll be some tactics around that play as well. But uh, look, the six again, uh, I really enjoyed it. I know there was a lot of talk last year being the hookers are really going to enjoy it. And uh, naturally the team's going to be on the front foot and be able to get out a hooker, but um, I really think once um, the team is on the back foot, the defensive line is going to really tighten up yeah. and defend the middle. That's when we, we see the likes of uh, the halves and the fullbacks come into the game. So I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's great for that. I think people may have just got a little bit wrong thinking it was going to be more hookers. As much as we'll have a bit of joy getting out, uh, the real action will happen out in the edge, I think. Round one, Rabbitohs versus Storm to open the season on the Thursday night. I actually think I've got a little bit of movement just thinking about that one. Is that your focus already, just round one? Yeah, pretty much, mate. Um, you know, starting the season is always, um, you know, keeping it pretty simple and getting through your sets and defending, and, and that's what we've noticed. You know, the competition almost doesn't start till round five, you know, once all the teams have got their match fitness up and, um, you know, their plays right. But I think it's an exciting game. I think coming up against Melbourne, obviously they won the competition last year and uh, they've been one of the top teams the last decade. So 
Uh, there'll be no issue getting up for that game. And, uh, you know, we haven't won down there in a, in a long time mm. too. So, um, yeah, that's a big focus for us to get down there and get the season off to a good start and, and let the competition know that we're here. Well, mate, we wish you all the best in 2021. And the real positive is we have got through an entire interview without mentioning the term beach sprint champion. <laughs> you ruined it. You just said it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Origin time not far away. We'll chat with Origin stars, both current and former, over the next few months and relive some of the celebrations and also frustrations. What I'm keen to find out, though, is between club teammates, how personal does State of Origin get? Damien Cook has dropped in nine games for the Blues, mate. What's it like coming back to Redfern, back to Clubland after playing a Rabbitohs teammate in Origin? Is it a bit frosty to start with? Um, it- I think there's a bit of a mutual respect that we don't sort of talk about it too much, uh, whoever's won the game, and we, especially between Gags and myself. Uh, he taught me all about origin and playing against your mates at club level from game one. Um, when I got selected and I knew he got selected, I sent him a message just to say congrats. Um, he was well aware that I was selected as well because it was in our group WhatsApp, but he um, he ignored the message and didn't reply. Uh, so that's yeah. where I... I knew where I was at, and um, I respected that, and I liked it too. So we hardly ever we, – we didn't speak across the whole Origin series, uh, obviously after games, you know, a quick chat, but other than that, we didn't speak to each other. And, um, you know, look, it's, for some reason, they're the players you sort of look for when, you, when you're out there as well. I know Jaden Stewart was playing um, – we obviously got not no no fights or obviously anything, but we uh, we came um, head to head a couple of times, and um, I was sort of almost testing him a little bit too to see how he'd react, and um, almost got a bite out of him a couple of times. So it was uh, it's it's good fun, uh, but for some reason you, you you're looking to get get a good shot on him or get something over him in that game. Um, I don't know why, but <laughs> you, you try to get your mates, but, um, but that's just how it is, I think, in, in that game. It's an amazing beast state of origin that can turn mates into mortal enemies for the best part of six weeks. Um, is it the teammates back in Clubland that haven't been a part of origin that are the shit stirrers? That if you and Gagai walk in and are sitting across the dressing room from each other on the Thursday after the game, it'll be an Adam Reynolds or a, um, uh, a Sam or Tom Burgess that, that starts the G-ups? Yeah, definitely. Sam was, was good for it too, uh, and Adam Reynolds, so you probably nailed it there with those two. Uh, but, yeah, but we'd, um, we'd sort of have the mutual respect to just leave it where it was and, and not, not really talk about it. Might talk about some points of the game and stuff, but never really, you know, walk in, you know, come, gotcha, you know, yeah. one nil or anything like that. Um, but, um, yeah, it was definitely the other guys that would uh, would try and get a bite out of both of us or try and turn each other uh, turn us on each other. So, but, no, nah, we're, we're pretty good like that. Good luck in origin, mate. Thanks, mate. Hey Legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. 
Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Rabbitohs hooker Damien Cook has dropped on in. Mate, like to get your thoughts on how you look at your opposition. Are you the type that gets himself prepared by making it, I guess, a one-on-one challenge with your opposite number or not? Uh, to be honest, mate, uh, not really. I, I try and concentrate on what I've got to do in the game. Um, I love coming up against uh, you know the great hookers of you know the Hodgsons, um, you know Smith, Coruscant, and uh, Harry, Harry coming up. The, the ranks as well. We had a great season last year, so I enjoy that part of it of um, seeing how I'm going against them. But focusing on them too much, uh, probably not. Uh, I just try and focus on my game and keep a pretty simple game plan. I find that's where I get into trouble sometimes when I overcomplicate things and um, and don't have a clear clear goal or clear mindset of what I want to do in the game. So yeah, I'd have to say probably just try and focus on what I'm doing. Every side, it seems, has a natural rival. Obviously, South Sydney, Sydney Roosters is a, a fabulous rivalry. Which team do you find it really easy to get up for because you see them as sort of a personal rival? Yeah, well, other than the Roosters, um, I, I've probably got a couple. I think, you know, the Bulldogs and Dragons, just naturally because they're the clubs that I was at. Yeah. So uh, there's nothing better than getting a win over your old club, I think. So there's, uh, I always want to play good in those games and do what we can to get the win. And... Um, and especially because you've you probably played with a few of those guys in those, in those clubs as well. Uh, but the big one for me is Melbourne. I I know Roosters have been, you know, obviously won two in a row, and you know, but Melbourne won last year. Uh, but, you know, I, I find them, you know, the toughest team to come up against, especially down in there. I think that's um, the most, you know, one of the most exciting games I have of the year versus them, whether it's at home or down at Amy, Amy Park. It's just... Um, you know, you just want to get the win over the best teams. I think it'd be like someone coming up against, uh, you know, Roger Federer in tennis. Mm. You know, they're, they're, they're there. This is how you deal with it, I guess. Good luck on the weekend, mate. Thanks for the chat. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Rugby league and state of origin, it's made up of moments and stories, ones that we'll all look back on in years to come when they're labelled folklore. I don't mean to embarrass our next guest, but Damien Cook's heroics for Game 2 of State of Origin 2020 will long be remembered. Let's try and paint the picture, mate. A severe cut on your leg is where it all started. Is that right? I had um, a little mark on my leg. Um, Probably could have been just an an ingrown or something. Uh, But then one day, it just looked like it was a little bit red around the edge. Uh, My mum being a nurse, uh, when I was younger, if I ever had anything like that, she'd draw a little pen mark around and if it was swollen the next day or went out further, she'd know that it's infected. So I did that. Uh, But the next day I went and seen Kat, one of our trainers, and he, um, he, he circled it again. And the next day, he's like, yeah, it's gotten bigger. It's definitely infected. We'll try and get you on some antibiotics. And, um, yeah, a lot of the boys were saying how it was a boil. Uh, just just to clear it up, that it wasn't a boil. It was a cellulitis infection. So it didn't come to the surface. It actually spread right out. And it was, uh, mate, it was incredible how quick it was just spreading throughout my, my leg. And, um, you know, it just and then it just started to get a little bit painful uh, just around the back of the knee and stuff like that. So we, we seen the doc. Um, I went through some. Um, treatments where he actually, you know, got the scalpel 
Um, didn't give me any any setting or anything like that, and just got a scalpel right on the top of it, just straight on the top. Oh. Um, and could even hear like a little pop noise. And then he tried to before the core had actually developed. He tried to, and that's where it got. They wanted to get the core out, but it hadn't developed yet. So he's just trying to get as much of the oozing stuff out of it, so that you know beat beat the beat the core developing. So uh, we did that. Um, he hammered that. That was torture. There was a couple of times where the wound was open and. Um, cat, he'd get a little needle and he was like squeeze, and then he would like scrape around the inside of it. And um, I, there was a point where I just was laughing because I couldn't believe the amount of like pain he was inflicting on me, and I just I was just letting him. So um, that's the world of play origin, I guess. Just wanted to didn't want to miss a game at all, especially for for that. So, uh, but when when we actually, I wasn't able to train one day um, at training, and, and then they. It wasn't getting better from the antibiotics that they gave me. Um, so uh, to speed it up, we had had to go down to hospital and get on a drip. That was the, the quickest way to do it. So we went down there, um, down down to the hospital. They got me in uh, late at night uh, and pretty much just um, overdosed me full of antibiotics. That is, um, you know, getting it into me as soon as they could every time. And and uh, the doc that night, he, he, wrote, he wrote me off. He, he was sort of like, oh... Um, Look, I, I don't know how it's going to go. If it doesn't drop down overnight from the antibiotics, we'll actually have to, you know, lance it open and clean it right out and stitch it up and, and we'll just worry about getting you right for game three. And um, and Kat was just sitting there like, nah, he's going to be at captain's run tomorrow, 12 o'clock. So. This is the Monday <laughs> night before Origin. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, is that right, Monday? Yeah, Monday night. So I met the boys at captain's run on the Tuesday, yeah. So And he just... Um, over, overnight, just the antibiotics, the nurses kept coming in and, and fixing it up. And then the next morning, he kept, the doc came back in and, and couldn't believe that it, it just completely, like, you know, gone right down. It wasn't completely gone, but it gone all the way down and started reducing. So the antibiotics were starting to beat beat the infection then. So um, for me, hadn't trained really in three days or, or, or high intensity anyway. So I was really keen to get the training um, and get through that. And that was the last test. If I got through training with no issues, um, I'll, I'll be all right to play. So uh, Freddie had uh, Cam on standby if I if I wasn't able to play. Um, and, yeah, I just I remember going to, to captain's run and just flogging myself just to get my heart rate up. It's normally quite um, a low-key session, but I just sort of um, went pretty hard out session uh, and got the lungs going and the heart rate up and, and got a lot of confidence out of that, trained well. So, um, and from there, I was just resting up and, and time to play. So it was a hell of a week, yeah. Were you in much pain? Um, the pain was uh, when they were sort of like <laughs> cutting it open and trying to squeeze oh, yeah. shit out. And, um, that was that was painful. And a lot of the boys would love to come and watch it as well. So Craig Fitzgibbon was just, he was a sicko for it. <laughs> I, he, there was a couple of times I said, don't go yet. I've got to go get him so he can watch. And he was just very intrigued. Uh, Dale Finucane, he was happy to watch. I think he was more happy to see me in pain, though, I think. So he was, um, he was loving that. Um, but just a couple of times, yeah, like I said, when the wound was open, when the, after, after a couple of cracks that I had at it, he'd, um, you know, I'm just getting the, the needle and the scraping the outside, the inside rim of it. And um, that was just, I couldn't believe what, what was actually happening at the time. And I've got a couple of video, um, videos of it when the doc actually put the scalpel straight in. So. Uh, good to look back up, back on, but um, yeah, it was, a, it was a hell of experience. It did. The painful part was more 
uh, obviously it's, it was right above my knee, so it was starting to go across the, the front of my knee uh, at its worst, but at the back of the knees as well. So it was very hard to bend, have full range of that leg. Uh, it was just a bad spot, you know. If you got it, um, you know, anywhere else, it would have been right. I think just because it was close to the joint, it just was a bit irritating around that spot. So, uh, but mate, it all worked, and it was all worth it. Uh, for game two anyway yeah. yeah when a bloke will do anything to play state of origin an amazing story an amazing ending to New South Wales won the game convincingly Damien was outstanding and he did it against the odds love it everyone at some time has a question about their finances for all your answers and a free chat contact our sponsors Galaxy Finance and ask for Leanne Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Our next guest, I think he'd fancy a sneaky six-pack, so I don't think we've had one together. So this is our first. The Rabbitohs Damien Cook has lobbed, and his six-pack is the six players he'd like to have said that he played with but hasn't. Gee, it sounds really easy. It's not. Fire away, mate. Who have you got? Hey, mate. Yeah, look, it really isn't easy, is it? So, um, you know, heaps of players um, and trying to just get six is is quite hard. So, And one, uh, which is probably breaking the rules of your six-pack six I haven't played with, but Greg Inglis, I feel like I didn't get enough time with him. Um, he had a couple of injuries. Uh, I still put Greg up there as one of the best players ever play the game. Um, you know, so I uh, wish, wish his, uh, his body held up a little bit more yeah. and we could have uh, played to get together a, a lot more uh, because I, you know, it, was, it was outstanding. Just He was a big part of the uh, reason I went to South Sydney as well. Uh, the next one, obviously, would be a club legend at South Sydney. That'd be Bob McCarthy. Um, yeah, I've got to know Bob over the last, uh, you know, few years since I've been here. He's a, he's a great bloke, and just hearing, um, you know, stories, you know, from Mark Ellison and other other ex players at the club, how passionate he was, and and uh, and how good of a player he was as well. So I would have loved to have run out alongside him and have him looking after me out in the field there. Um, who else we got? Oh, I've probably got two in the halves. I think, you know, Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns being, um, you know, two of the best halves we'll ever see uh, play the game. Um, you know, I got to play against Thurston, which was um, which was pretty cool. I, I tried to see if I could just tackle him as many times as I can when we played him, just so I was always getting a hand on him, I guess. So, um, and I still remember ringing my brother after the game, after we played him in 18 and after, and we're walking off field and he just said, oh, congrats, Cookie, all the best of origin. And I was just... Um, I was wrapped that he called me Cookie, I guess. So, so I was I was pretty starstruck at the time, and um, I was uh, still remember, yeah, ringing my brother straight after the game to tell him. So, um, Andrew Johns, we've uh, obviously had a little bit to do with him in Origin camp, which has been great. Uh, but you know, I was a Knights fan growing up as well, so uh, he was a big part of that. Big reason why I was following the Knights. So, and obviously we know how good he is. Um, yeah, ugly, arguably one of the best players in the game. Um, as well, so uh, it would have been great to run out alongside him. Uh, 
Is that that's five, isn't it? Yeah, we got we got four there. But you you loved your four. Newcastle Knights, didn't you, as a young bloke? Oh, poor Harrigan. Yeah, um, I think still watching the '97 Grand Final brings back memories when he was just trying to take everyone out. Um, yeah, as well to come up against Spud Carroll um, and taking Jeff Tuvey's head off all the time. I think yeah. um, he was just imagine having him on your team, and he was probably similar like Sam Burgess, just put fear in people's eyes. So um, it would have been good to to pack in the scrum with, with Paul Harrigan. Uh, the, the final one is actually my uncle who played uh, a bit of steals, but probably more known for Balmain when he was there. Uh, Peter Phillips, uh, I think I just would have liked to have run outside uh, alongside my uncle playing some footy would have been. Really good, and would have been a nice uh, little highlight. Uh, you know, obviously, growing up wanting to be an NRL player and knowing that he'd been in that uh, arena and, and made it. Uh, yeah, he was a big, big inspiration to me, and someone that I always uh, look up to, and someone I still talk to a lot of the time uh, after games. Really good man, Pete Phillips. I, I knew him back in the day when I was just starting out, and he was at the top of his game and a, a wonderful bloke off the field. But that's a hell of a six. Greg Inglis, Bob McCarthy, Jonathan Thurston, Andrew Johns, the Chief Paul Harrigan, and Uncle Peter Phillips. You've passed the test here, mate. Enjoy your six pack. Cheers, mate. Thank you. You too. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter and Mondays is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had, best drinkers, best looking, who knows, there's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them, and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer, and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.